Thank you for joining us on another episode of Ditch the Job. Let's do this. What's up, Ditch the Job listeners? Mark Berti, the podcasting coach here, helping people to launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And when it comes to ditching your job, one of the things that we want is context. And it's important to think about the journey you've already been on and use that as a learning experience, use that as a reflection of what you've already accomplished. And we have someone who's been on a journey from poor immigrant to successful entrepreneur who can really share a lot of insights on how you can go from your transition to ditching your job, but also becoming a successful entrepreneur, being successful, doing the thing that you love to do, your career path that goes beyond your job. So a little bit more on our guest. She is a serial entrepreneur, international keynote speaker, best-selling author, and leading expert in helping people and organizations get future ready fast. Our guest is also the founder of Beyond Curious, which is an award-winning digital innovation agency that partners with large companies to unlock innovation with agile processes, design thinking, and diverse cultures. So our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is none other than Nikki Barua. Nikki, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks for having me, Mark. I'm very excited to be here. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us on Ditch the Job. And to go from, I mean, poor immigrant to successful entrepreneur, I have a lot of respect for anyone who fits that storyline. Uh, so I'm wondering if you could just share with us the, how you were able to get out of that poverty mindset because it's, I mean, I feel like that's a really hard thing for people to avoid. And when it comes to ditching the job, your mindset is something that could really make or break you. So how did you get out of the poverty mindset if you were ever in there? That's a great question, Mark, um, because it's one of the most challenging things that everyone struggles with at some point in their life, um, regardless of how much money you have in the bank. Poverty mindset isn't about your cash balance. It's actually really about your sense of scarcity of abundance. So my story um, begins uh, when I was uh, a little girl growing up in India, and uh, my you know, I was growing up in an environment and a time where there weren't a lot of successful role models, especially women, uh, female role models around me. Um, but my dad did something super special that completely changed my mindset and uh, really set me up for success. He created this collage on the inside of my closet door. And he had pictures of uh, incredible, uh, inspiring female role models, you know, from uh, the Prime Minister of the UK to uh, Amelia Earhart and all these entrepreneurs and leaders. And in the center of that collage, he uh, sketched out my face and wrote my name. And so I kind of grew up believing that I was meant to be just like them, that I could do anything I set my mind to, and um, that really the purpose of our life is to create massive impact. So um, I had I grew up with these really big dreams, and I believe that America was a place where those dreams would come true. So 20 years ago, I uh, got a one-way ticket to America, 250 bucks in my pocket, and a suitcase full of really unfashionable clothes, and set off with uh, just my big dreams and made it here. It wasn't until I came here that I realized I did not fit the profile. Right? Here I was, poor immigrant, non-white, female, gay, and short. You know, like I did not think I had a chance in hell of making it. And it was really, really difficult at first because 
I could not even tell the difference between a penny, a nickel, and a dime. I did not know how to cook. I did not know how to clean. I did not know anything at all. And, um, you know, struggling with that kind of, I, I still remember living on just, you know, uh, milk and white bread. I mean, that was literally all I ate. And it was such a struggle to go through day to day. Um, and all the things I did that taught me how to get out of not only that situation, but more importantly, that mindset is what propelled my success. Yeah, that's really awesome stuff right away. I mean, just as like a person, uh, as a side note for anyone who's an American listening to this, I mean, stories like this really, uh, like if you're not an immigrant, I mean, like just hearing stories like that really make you appreciate like, you know, how much of an opportunity America has, because, you know, there are some countries that don't give you these same kinds of opportunities. So just a side note there, because some people listening to this, I know a lot of people are in the States. There are other people in other places that are similar, but I mean, uh, one of the things we could, we could very often take for granted the different opportunities around us. And Nikki certainly didn't do that. I mean, she brought a one-way ticket. I mean, she was living on milk and bread, which, I mean, I mean, that, it's really incredible. I'm wondering if you could share with us how you went from milk and bread to now being a successful entrepreneur. What does that road look like? Yeah, well, certainly one filled with many, many challenges, you know, in, in uh, many ways, I think like uh, it's like a video game, right? You start out at level one and you've got a certain set of skills and a certain level of confidence. And then you hit all these roadblocks and obstacles and you fall and you fail and you struggle. And it's only when you learn to overcome those things, do you get to level two. And as soon as you get to level two, your problems just get bigger. So you need even better strategies and more confidence and better skills to get past that. And my journey over the last 20 years has really been about that sort of constantly adapting and learning and bettering myself, not just my skills, but also my mindset. Um, you know, for me, the journey to America and the choice of coming to America is truly embodied in that line of the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. And I think many times we take for granted how that um, as Americans living here, we think that exists everywhere. And it really doesn't. And the opportunities that are available to every single person, especially in this nation, are incredible because simply being able to do something you love and live your passion and being able to turn that into profit, that's a golden opportunity that everyone should pursue. Um, but it's easier said than done because our fears and our you know, uh, imaginary failures get in the way of that. So for me, um, initially I started off in a corporate career. Um, and you know, I, um, I came here on a student visa and then I became, you know, got a work visa. And it was this very difficult journey of sort of going through the immigration process and eventually getting a green card. You know, that was sort of my first ticket to sort of um, becoming a resident here and eventually becoming a citizen. But throughout that process, um, you know, one of the things that helped me uh, was constantly looking at how do I create more value? And in, when you're focusing more value and giving more value to other people, you naturally get better yourself. And that's what increases your marketability. So in my corporate career, you know, I was learning skills that I did not have before. I, I did not know how to do business in America. I did not sound like everybody else. I didn't dress like everyone else. And, and it was a huge uh, journey of adapting to everything. 
But my focus constantly was on what do I want to be the best in? What do I want to be known for? And how do I take the risk and take on the challenges that'll help me get better and prove those skills and abilities? And you know, how do I stay the course where I'm not just giving up easily and letting the first setback and the first obstacle derail me and I keep getting better and better at it? That's what helped me rise up in my corporate career and eventually you know, quitting that job and going into my entrepreneurial career and building up uh, my own business. And I love the point you mentioned where, you know, you got roadblocks to come your way. You got to figure out a way to get past them. And that the first roadblock, you can't just be like, oh, back to square one and just like back off on the goal. Because if you're pursuing something meaningful, if you're pursuing a full-time income or anything big, there are going to be roadblocks. And you just have to push through them. And I'm wondering if you could share with us how you were able to get through your roadblocks. What were some of the uh, maybe powerful thoughts in your mind? or actions you took that allowed you to get through them? Yeah, well, in terms of roadblocks, um, especially when I first quit my job, um, you know, I had to burn the boats. <laughs> you know, for me, it was, there was just no, I did not see a path where I could just moonlight on the side and get something going. Um, I had a really big vision. So the first powerful strategy to me was about clarity. Without clarity of exactly why you want to do something, the what and the how almost don't matter. Right? So for me, the clarity of my why, my purpose was so powerful. Um, I really wanted to not only unleash my potential, but I wanted to help other people do that. And that why was big enough and strong enough for me to have um, faith that was greater than my fear. That's what allowed me to first quit my job. At the time that I quit my job, I did not have a business registered. I did not have any clients. I did not have any revenue. I did not have a team. I didn't have anything in place. I mean, I just literally said, this is, I am so clear about what I want to do. And it just felt like the, the, the power of my purpose was just propelling me forward and nothing could stop me. Um, except as soon as I quit my job, then I panicked <laughs> So to be, you know, so, so that moment of panic hits you where you're like, Oh my gosh, what did I just do? And where do I go from here? But on the flip side, when you burn the boat and you have no other choice but to walk through fire, you just go through it. There's no turning back at that point. And so it forces you to be really creative and resourceful. And that's where courage comes in. For me, you know, after clarity was courage. It was just looking at my fear right in the face. One of the exercises I did was actually write down all of the fears I had. And I still remember I had a list of 27 fears. I mean, everything from really tangible fears like, you know, gosh, I'm bankrupt and everything goes haywire to completely ridiculous ones that even I knew were totally baseless, but they were fears. I mean, I wrote down all of these 27 fears. And then after that, I just ranked them and I said, okay, which one of these, like in, I ranked them from one to 27. And then I looked at the top five and I said, how real are these? Like, what's the probability that these might even come true? And I'm like, is it something that might happen tomorrow? Is it something that's going to happen two years from now? In which case I have a two year runway, right? Like, so I started to kind of get a real estimate, but the crazy thing is it wasn't even about the math. It was about simply facing the fear, just putting it down on paper instead of some gray cloud, some 
ghost in the corner that's not real, I made friends with my enemy mm. and I brought it to life. And, and then I looked at fear and, you know, right in the face and I said, okay, bring it on. Let's take this on. And the more I looked at it, I could come up with ways to overcome those obstacles. Suddenly all these ideas started to come that, okay, well, if this happens, worst case scenario can always go get another job, right? It, if anything, I have a great story to tell that I took this chance. I learned how to build a business. Worst case scenario, you know, I can go stay at a friend's house or, you know, all kinds of things. So I actually had all of my worst case defined and then I came up with solutions and strategies. And then the biggest thing that I had faith in was that no matter what, I'm someone who had proven to myself, as, especially as an immigrant, that I could adapt to any situation. You know, because no matter what ideas we have at first, all those ideas and those plans go sideways when reality hits you in the face. So to me, the most valuable skill, the ultimate survival skill is adaptability. And I'd already proven to myself that I could do that because here I was as an immigrant that came here with nothing. And if I could adapt to things, then I could do it over and over again. So that was um, fundamentally the, the three things that were truly game-changing for me and allowed me to go from immigrant to a successful executive to then quitting my job and building a successful business came down to those things, which is absolute clarity on why you want it, you know, what you want. Uh, number two, like, you know, facing your fears and, and developing the courage and confidence to leap right into your dream. And number three, having the conviction that you can learn and adapt and figure out a way and, and surround yourself with the right people to get there. And I really love writing down your fears because I feel like one of the things that holds people back, it's not the fears, it's not knowing what the fears are. So like you just have like the, you have the thoughts running in your mind again and again and again, but you know, you're not clear on them. It's similar to like pursuing a goal, but not knowing what the goal is. And that's like that fear could have a really yeah. big effect on you. And one of the things you said that was very interesting is you said you just decided to flip switch and ditch the job. I mean, a lot of people who I've had on the show so far and even going back to breakthrough success, there are a lot of people who say, you know, like I planned this, I saved money, I did whatever. But I mean, like, uh, it's interesting how you just ditched it completely and you weren't getting clients yet. Like you were building yeah. like this thing on the side. I think part of that for you may come from the immigrant mentality because I mean, to go from like one country, your country to the US, I mean, if you could do that, then I mean, like, I feel like it's easier for you just like, uh, maybe like this the job and not uh, calculate it as much and just like go all in on this thing because it's your purpose. I'm wondering if you could share your thoughts on ditching without really like uh, having the side thing and just building it with that time that you got from ditching job instead of doing it on the side. Would you uh, do it differently? And uh, just what were some of your thoughts at that time? Yeah, th that's a great question. And um, in terms of, you know, do you ditch your job after you have a game plan and some measure of success? Or do you just sort of go all out and, and you know, uh, set the boat on fire? Um, for me, the reason I chose the path that I did was uh, two reasons, really. One, the job that I had was very demanding. I was in, a, in an important role with a lot of responsibilities. And the idea of trying to moonlight and build something on the side, I would have never 
done justice to either. You know, from my perspective, as far as my integrity was concerned, I did not want to compromise on my commitment to my employer. I was committed to, you know, stay true to what they had hired me for and do a great job at that versus being distracted and saying, okay, I've got some, a side gig, a side hustle, and I'm building this. And as soon as I make money off of that, I'm going to say goodbye. So one was just from a value standpoint, that's how I'm built. So I made a choice that was congruent to who I am, you know, whether that's right for everyone, I can't say, but I did what felt right to me. Now, the second reason was I had a very big vision of what I wanted to build and why I was building it. I didn't want just a nice six figure income. I didn't want a solo business. I did not want to uh, just do something that's a lifestyle business. My goal very clearly was to build a large multi-million dollar business with a global team and big clients. There was no way for me to do that and convince someone else to quit their job and come work for me if I hadn't quit my own job. And there was no way for me to build a multi-million dollar business if I was doing it on the side. You have to commit. So in my case, I had two very strong reasons why, you know, moonlighting with my current job didn't make sense and convincing either team members, or investors or someone else to take a chance on me when I wasn't taking a chance on myself didn't make a whole lot of sense either. So when I quit um, and, you know, I actually right after I quit, I, I took a couple months off, you know, I wanted to sort of my mind and like really think about, I used the two or three months just to do visioning. There was nothing else. There was no business plan. There was no sales or marketing or branding, none of that stuff. All I did was write down a, a vision of what I imagined the future would be like. And I wrote down the core values of the company I wanted to build. And I said, you know, I want to build a company whose mission it is to unlock potential and whose values are hunger, heart, and humor. You know, the hunger to um, learn and grow, the heart to care deeply about what we do, and the humor to be resilient in the face of adversity. And that's all I had. That was literally my game plan for going to market and coming up with a business. So, of course, you know, then I finally registered the company and I launched the business three months later. And reality hits me because at that point, I faced 300 no's, 300. Every day I would reach out to people, you know, my target audience and my customer, my potential customers. And I just got a series of rejections. In some case, they weren't even rejecting me. They were straight out ignoring me. So it was very hard day after day to wake up early to, you know, get on my computer, reach out to people, pick up the phone, make calls, try to get meetings with people and get absolutely nothing. And then I finally got an opportunity um, and, and pursued that, gave, uh, you know, gave my pitch and proposal and got, and I failed. And then I did it again and failed again. And I did it again. I failed again. I went through 11 failures back to back, but on a 12th try, I, you know, uh, never looked back. I got successful. And then in less than 12 months, I built a multimillion dollar business. So it was, um, the hardest way <laughs> to getting to that part. But on the other hand, I don't know that I would have gotten there any other way. And this is one of the things I really enjoy about hosting this to job. I know it's still a relatively new podcast, but uh, right here, we're hearing Nikki say, you know, burn the boats. And that's what she did to achieve her success. 
And earlier today, granted this episode might have been published a little earlier, but earlier today from my standpoint, I had someone say, don't burn the boats and do it on the side and build it up. So uh, in this episode, we're not telling you to burn the boats. We're telling you what works for Nikki. And then you listen to her and you're like, oh, I want to burn the boats too. And then there are other people who may feel like, you know, like, you know, maybe I may not want to burn the boats right now. So it is an interesting dynamic where at the end of the day, you listen to this job, you're getting a lot of different perspectives from people who have done it, who have ditched their jobs, who are now super successful. And I mean, just the idea of how Nikki was able to burn the boats. I mean, it's really impressive that she was able to do that. And I know it was a little hard in the beginning after you burned all those boats. Did you ever have any regrets? Were you ever lured back to the job or were you fully focused like the whole time about what you were doing? No, I, uh, there was no question of going back. I mean, you know, I had no plan B. Um, my commitment was to find a way to make this work. And like most entrepreneurs will tell you that no matter what your original idea or plan is, it evolves, it changes because the market changes, you know, your competition changes, you change in terms of what you learn. So it's not so much about um, sticking to your, a fixed idea or a fixed product. Um, you just have to keep iterating and evolving until you figure out what works. And that's the only thing that I remain committed to that it didn't matter if my, in fact, my original idea changed quite a bit thought I was going to go into business for versus what I eventually evolved and, and made it about. Um, and it was just testing and learning about that. So I had no desire or intention of ever going back and getting a job. And I think that's what made me so resilient and persistent. I had to make it work. You know, I had to find a way through the fire. There was no stopping. There was no turning back. Um, and as far as, you know, whether you ditch the job after you have a game plan um, and, and get it going or before you get started, I think it fundamentally comes down to one thing. Do you have clarity on exactly who you want to serve, what they want, and why you're able to deliver that value for them? If you're clear about that, you know, then it's, you know, to me, it doesn't matter if you haven't registered your business and got, you know, got started on things or not, because oftentimes it's that lack of clarity that people get started in a business, but they still aren't sure, like, who is their customer? What is their niche? You know, what, what do they really want? They haven't done any testing. They don't have enough understanding of all these things. So they start making wrong decisions or, or struggling a lot because, um, you know, they're still trying to figure out what business they should be in. In my case, I was pretty clear about all those things. So it was just a matter of like sort of going to market. And I love the fact that you were clear and focused. And uh, if you have those two things, uh, something really a big shift in your life, like ditching a job can make the whole clarity and focusing a lot easier to get than if you stay comfortable in your current position. So at some point you do have to burn the boat. You just got to figure out when you are ready to uh, start your flames. So uh, really awesome stuff from Nikki in this episode of Ditch the Job. I know you could learn more about Nikki at getfuturereadyfast.com, which will be in the show notes. Nikki, are there any other places where we can uh, follow your work, learn more about you and uh, support you along your journey? 
Well, as a, as a gift to your listeners, uh, we have a live event, um, you know, every few months, uh, if you go to getfuturereadyfast.com, um, you know, want to offer a promo code to all your listeners. Uh, if they use DTJ 50, they can get 50% off of all tickets at the live event. And so it's ditch the job 50. So it's DTJ 50. Um, and I would welcome them to come figure out how to gain that clarity, how to develop their courage and their game plan and how to actually get ready to ditch the job. And, uh, you know, in this day and age, it doesn't matter whether you have a job or you have a business. What's most important is that you're responsible for your own life, your outcomes and your success. We can no longer wait for someone else to take care of us. We have to figure out how to survive and thrive in these very complex and, and, uh, demanding times. Well, Nikki, thank you for sharing with us that coupon. So ditch the job listeners. If you guys want to use that coupon, definitely uh, take the opportunity to definitely consider it. Uh, but once again, thank you so much, Nikki, for taking the time to be on the show. It was such a pleasure having you on Ditch the Job. Thank you for having me, Mark. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ditch the Job. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd greatly appreciate if you could leave a quick review. We are a relatively new show and all those reviews are really going to add up. And if you want to talk with me about how you can boost your revenue, schedule a free strategy call with me, see how we can work together. The link is markberry.com slash strategy for anyone who's interested. We will be throwing it in the show notes. But once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It is listeners like you who allow me to create new podcasts and do all these different projects that I love doing. So what I want you to do is to dream big, achieve greatness, and unlock your potential today.